On today's episode, the Nerf Herd reviews... Obi-Wan Kenobi, Part 4. What a piece of junk. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Well, that smells stinking with. Why, you stuck up... So, you have accepted the truth. Possibly. This bickering is pointless. I want more. <laughs> Half-witted. At last, we will reveal ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let him take that back, huh? I shall do what I must. That thing's operational. Yes, I know. You're shorter than I expected. No ship that small has a cloaking device. My goodness, you've grown. <laughs> Scruffy looking. This is madness. I know what you mean. How could you even say that? He doesn't seem to take a hint, this guy. This party's over. Don't touch anything. Nerf herder! Well, if there's a bright center to the universe, you've found the podcast that it's furthest from. Welcome to the Nerf Herd. Dad, are you talking to your nerd friends about Star Wars again? What? I don't believe what I'm hearing. Terminator, immediately. <laughs> At last, where have you been? Do you want to come and chat with you? We would be honored if you would join us. And welcome everybody to tonight's episode of the Nerf Herd. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be tonight. Could be listening in the morning, the afternoon. Who knows? It's up to you. Uh, this is the show where a bunch of us uh, nerdy Midwest moose get together and talk about some uh, Star Wars. And of course, tonight we have our panel of guests. We have Michael, Simeon, Leroy, and the new kid on the block, Kristen. Uh, so in that order, um, well, I guess, no, we just have Kristen tonight. Uh, so Kristen, introduce yourself and then tell us two things. When were you first introduced to Star Wars and who do you watch Star Wars with? Hi, guys. I'm Kristen. No, I'm kidding. Um, my name is actually Kristen. Um... So I was introduced to Star Wars in my childhood. Um, any chance we could try to get out of working, uh, we would kind of play a manipulation card with my dad. Say, hey, hey can we watch Star Trek or Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Um, it rarely worked, but when it did, it was really fun. <laughs> Um, my family was kind of split down the middle. My mom and two sisters hated Star Wars. My self, my oldest sister, and my dad enjoyed Star Wars. Um, I really only lived off of the original trilogy for years. Like It wasn't until I think I married my husband that I realized there was more. So I'm highly unqualified to be here. (laughs) Nah. Um, As long as you enjoy it, that's what matters. And I watch Star Wars with my husband, Simeon, who was in the last episode and who is currently still here. And last week we talked about, uh, we, you and I watch it with Guard and his wife. The, oh, new, the new movie yes. releases that come out. The, the new movies, this. yeah, I guess that's true, but there hasn't been a new movie in It's been a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know if we're getting any more new movies either, the way, no. uh, the, way the last I, big talk went. I can't say I'm upset about but I could yeah. take more Rogue Ones or Solos and be happy. Oh, man. For sure. Rogue One. For sure. For sure. Give, me, give me Rogue One all day, every day, baby. Best Star Wars movie. Um, you'll never change my mind. The best one out of all of them. That's a bold statement. It's, it's up it's there. It's up there. Oh. Yeah. 
That's we had, tough. Yeah, we had a good talk about that yesterday night out at Brian's. Oh, hey, nice. do you remember what your first um, first uh, any any Star Wars media you ever saw? Like, what was the first one you watched? A New Hope. I was probably yeah. like, oh, five, six, seven. I can't quite remember, sure. but real sure. young. Um, I totally didn't understand any of it. Oh no. <laughs> That's how it went for any of us, I'm sure. <laughs> but as I got older, I really appreciated it a lot more and understood it more. And I enjoy nerdy stuff. I'm cool like that, I guess. So. On that note, mm-hmm. I was listening to last week's episode, Jordan, and you said that you didn't really pay attention until the Death Star Trench run, which was basically at the uh-huh. end. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Pretty much. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a nine-year-old kid in a the movie theater. Just just sitting in my seat for the whole film is is a, a, an achievement in, in and of itself. Sure. But that's yeah, no, that's the part I really remember that drew me in because, you know, there's not a lot of, you, you know, it's the action as a little kid, you know, and there's not a lot of flying around and, you know, dodging tie fighters and stuff. But as soon as you get into that part, especially with the music in the background, it's like okay, mm-hmm. yeah, my my nine year old brain is is into this. So it's good to it's know good your attention span hasn't hasn't changed at all. It hasn't like really improved. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> I remember. It's all good. Well, let's on, get. Oh, I was go just going to say no. On that note, though, it's interesting. I remember. I think part of my like young sprouting love for Star Wars when I was young. I remember not caring. Much, of course, when it's purely dialogue happening, like you said, action, because I was about maybe 10 or so, my first exposure. But I remember Star Wars being the first film whose dialogue ap- like actually enthralled me and grabbed my attention at times. And that was specifically due to Darth Vader. I just remember being encapsulated mm. every time he was on screen and realizing, like, wow, yeah. I actually... I'm listening when they're talking about silly adult stuff or whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. I mean, First film James that Earl ever Jor- really. Sorry. James Earl Jones James is Jones. pretty hard to ignore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Him and Muf- and then uh, of course Mufasa. I was, when mom told me, I was like, "Oh, it makes sense." <laughs> the same guy. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yep. Cool. Hey, he reads the Bible too. Fun fact, (laughs) let's get into the episode discussion. I'll give us a brief overview, and we'll get going here. So part four, which we, after after calling them episode four, then referring to the Star Wars movie episodes, that was a nightmare. So we'll be calling the TV show Parts. Uh, So part four, directed by Deborah Chow, written by Joby Harold and Hannah Friedman. Uh, Joby Harold looks like he's got credits on pretty much all the episodes uh in some way shape or form hannah friedman uh has her fingers in most of these here as well uh original air date was june 8th 2022 uh just a quick recap on the story uh having escaped vader kenobi and tala infiltrate the inquisitor's stronghold on the ocean moon of nur in the mustafar system to rescue leia who is now being interrogated by Reva for details on the path. During the infiltration, Kenobi discovers a trophy vault filled with preserved corpses of Jedi who have been captured and killed, including a youngling. While they are successful in freeing Leia, Tala's cover is blown and their presence is revealed. They eventually escape with the help of Path Commander Roken and his guerrilla troops. 
Uh, Vader is furious over the course of events, threatening to kill Reva, but spares her when she reveals that in anticipation of a rescue, she has attached a tracker to Leah's companion droid, Lola. So we'll jump in here. Uh, anybody who wants to hop in, just initial impressions, uh, let's do it. Mm. I'll, I'll so, kick it off just with the opening scene uh, real quick. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed both Kenobi and uh, Vader in Back to Tanks having a mm-hmm. little bit of mm-hmm. shared experience going on there. And this show has already started to um, set those two up as extremely intertwined and connected between Vader imposing very similar suffering upon Kenobi that he experienced, um, just their overall connectedness in the force. I know we talked about that in the last episode and I really liked seeing them continue that trend with the opening scene on this part. Yeah. And in both all the, the, the shots for both of them in the tanks were, were pretty much identical. Right. And it, it reminded me of the, of their classic dual, uh, in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, where they're they're dueling and they're basically mimicking each other's actions mm-hmm. and movements. So I thought yeah, that they kind of yeah. carried that over to that sequence, and I thought that was kind of cool. Right. Very cool. Because they know sure. each other so well um, and were connected for so long, it's really cool to see that. And I like um, that the, it's being explored, the connectivity that the Force offers as kind of this foreign thing that we don't really understand but are beginning to understand more even in little bits of dialogue like when uh, Leia asked Obi-Wan what it felt like that was just one of the coolest lines I know we discussed it before but like the lights turning on in the dark that that feeling and seeing how it connects individuals that have been so close for so long I think it I remember feeling that a little bit um, even with uh, Ahsoka and Vader and Rebels. There was kind of this air, this element of connectivity between them, and it's cool to see it Mm -hmm. explored in live action like this. And, you know, it was also a theme, of course, in the originals um, with with Luke and Obi-Wan and Vader all having that sort of connectivity. But... We're seeing it in a light that we haven't before, and I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think with that first uh, scene that you're talking about, something that I kind of wondered about if because of that connectivity, if Anakin was, um, or Vader, I guess, was inflicting that mm, mental pain on Obi-Wan because when you look at the two scenes mm. Anakin's completely like wide-eyed the entire time um and Obi-Wan mm. is obviously struggling through wincing you know remembering not just the physical pain but I think the emotional pain too so it almost is like it almost seemed like his eyes were like boring into Obi-Wan's mm. mind so to yeah. speak I don't know how yeah. accurate that is that's just a thought <laughs> Yeah, good theory. It's a good theory. It does seem like a theme that they're playing with for sure. The the takeaway I had from that, which I thought was interesting, is I I didn't so much feel like it was Vader inflicting anything on Obi Wan. I I think they were both just dealing with their own personal torment in tandem. Uh, But I thought it was very interesting how 
Vader just seemed so like he was writhing and I, I you can't hear him saying anything, but I just get the impression from what I see there that he's in an incredible amount of pain. And, and I think this show is helping me realize more that Vader is in, in a prison, if you will, of his own body and his own like decisions he's made. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think deep down we do see a character who does not, want this for himself but sees no path to escape so simply embraces it and carries on um mm. obviously that's the culmination we get to you know in return of the jedi but i think even now we we see in that tank anyways a vader who is is hurting very much both yeah. physically and emotionally because of how strong of a character vader is it's obviously the last thing he would ever do is show that weakness but us as the audience mm-hmm. kind of getting that insight behind the curtain. And it makes sense if with the Sith rage and pain and suffering being driving forces in their power, Palpatine knew <laughs> what he was doing when he made Vader's suit and for him to perpetually be in that state likely just plays into who Vader is and makes him, stronger and of course probably more grumpy all the time and like you said it's definitely his suit is definitely a prison and i remember just like being so into it in return of the jedi where the whole time vader is this unwavering character of just sheer determination and power and i remember uh when luke and him are having uh, their discussion and Luke says that he can still feel the good within him and Vader pauses and for the first time ever you hear his voice falter and he says it's too late for me like you just yeah. feel that he feels trapped and they're really showing it even in this show which is super cool yeah it's interesting to look back and see the evolution of the character of Vader through episode in episodes four through six. You know, it's just seeing kind of how everything grows. And I don't want to say retcon necessarily, but I, I don't suspect that, you know, George Lucas was thinking Vader was Luke's father clear back in episode four. We certainly get to that point in, in five, but you know, the, there's the, even in episode five, there's the kiss, you know, Luke and Leia shared. Like, that was not, it was not planned for them to be brother and sister that happened after the fact. And so I think we see in episode four a Vader that doesn't have a lot of those, you know, regrets or issues or anger or anything. But that kind of develops as those later episodes go, go on until we get to episode six where he's like totally tormented by, you know, the fact that he's got a he tried to get his son in with the emperor and either killed or turned or what have you. Um, yeah. So it's nice to be able to see that complete vision for Vader now going back and just kind of tying it all together. Um, I, I really enjoy and appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So moving on from that section here, uh, we kind of get into the part of the episode where Obi-Wan uh, meets up with O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, which I, I was informed is actually Ice Cube's son 
fun fun fact there. Looks just uh, like him. Certainly. Oh wow. Yeah, you can certainly yeah. tell. He does. You can certainly tell. He played a character as Roken. And then I, I feel bad for not really noticing these characters very much in the beginning. Uh, but we have Maya Erskine playing as Sully. And then Ryder McLaughlin as Wade, who unfortunately was not mm. with us for very long in this episode. But mm. the, the my <laughs> only real hang-up with what we're, we've got going on here is this whole path thing. Which is all well and good, but it feels like it was invented specifically for this show. And uh, I feel like it could tie into the rebellion, but I, I think we're mo- missing some pieces here. Right. Yeah. It it kind of feels like the beginnings of something that we haven't seen yet. Like probably early stages of the rebellion and maybe something they'll reveal further later. Um, but it is interesting to see like already that there are like cracks in the empire's total control of the galaxy. Like there's already people working against them. And yeah, uh, I think that's kind of fun to see. I, I also I love how, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, ahead. I love how they even showed too, contrary to that, that there are people that are openly embracing the empire and encouraging it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting his name now, Mr. Mole man. Yeah. Um, but in part three, Frack. Frack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frack? Yeah. Oh, Frack. Frack. It was Frack. Frack. I liked Frack, Frack a lot, actually. I yeah, I love Frack and Frack. I loved Frack, but I loved how they had little notes like the fact that his empire sign was like hand painted. Like he made that to show mm-hmm. his loyalty. And I like that they're kind sure. of showing the other side that there are people that wholeheartedly and legitimately embrace the empire and. Like, mm. like Frank even said, he's like nothing wrong with a little bit of order and like <laughs> the the perspective that yeah. obviously the Empire is secretive about some of the stuff they do. And a lot of what we see of the Empire, the rest of the galaxy is entirely oblivious to like a lot of them don't see or only hear stories or mysteries of someone like vader they just know oh they're the troopers that are protecting us and occupying our planet and established the best working currency since the republic and all that sort of stuff the politics of it and i just think it's interesting that we're seeing that (laughs) or the politics of it yeah (laughs) it wasn't a word it's a word now (laughs) and 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 you got to realize a lot of these a lot of these people like specifically in in you know, Freck's position have been watching a war carry on for the past few years that right. no yeah. doubt has ravaged, you know, economies and stuff. And, and honestly, just seeing anybody come in and lock things down and get stuff going the way, you know, quote unquote, it should be like, they don't yeah. care if it's the empire or, you know, the pink panda parade, as long as somebody's got things in order, like they just want to go back to normal. Unfortunately, yeah. Freck, you know, Freck might realize here one of these days, the, order he's getting might not be quite as beneficial but mm. you know here in these initial 10 years of the empire which i mean if that's something to think about too the empire only lasts what 23 years i mean it's not very long yeah um right. i mean the the reign's almost half over now but, but then it becomes the first order and it keeps going uh, that's later <laughs> i mean you do get the new republic who's yeah. around for a little bit but yeah, right we'll see as kind of a um, follow-up of last week, we were talking about how there's no way that 
Leia doesn't know that the character she's calling Ben is Obi-Wan. Um, mm-hmm. In this episode, when Reva is interrogating her, she specifically says Obi-Wan is dead. Yep. And so yeah. just wanted yep. to mm-hmm. make that statement there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm seeing some people say, like, well, maybe she knows his name is Obi-Wan, but doesn't know his last name's Kenobi. And I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. I don't buy any of it. I'm sticking to my guns. If she, she if yeah. if you're hung up in episode four about her talking to him like she's never met him before, I think that's just her trying to protect them both in case that message is intercepted. That's what I think. Right, especially when you realize Ben is his cover. So if she referred to him as Ben, that would be more detrimental to him than just referring to him as Obi Wan. Did you guys notice how uh, Roken refers to Obi-Wan as general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that was interesting. I just definitely need to clear that he clone, has some... Clone yeah, set. definitely <laughs> clear that he has some connections to uh, some Clone Wars era stuff. Um. Okay, so we have that whole scene, and then we move into uh, the infiltration of the uh, Fortress Inquisitorius on Nur, which I I think was confirmed that was in the Mustafar system, but we definitely got it blatantly uh, mm-hmm. confirmed here soon. My my issue here is I was giving I think I obviously I was giving too much credit last week to Vader letting Obi Wan get away so he could like track them down. Well, that obviously mm-hmm. didn't happen. So Vader just let him get away, which kind of makes me annoyed with how episode three finishes out like he comes all the way here to track down obi-wan and they just escape like uh, he's clear he's clear later on with reva that he's upset about what happened there but just the whole like oh i guess i can't walk through fire and finish this off maybe he has ptsd (sighs) maybe (laughs) and i think it it could still be that he just wants him to suffer like if he survives right. a little longer, so be it. But he like it seems like it's clear that I think Vader is confident that they could catch him. I, I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. But yeah. he, he held him in the fire long enough to make him hurt and let him yeah. go to maybe prolong that hurt. I don't know. It looks like uh it looks like Tala's back to tank juice works a lot better than the stuff Boba Fett got his hands on cuz mm, apparently Obi-Wan was just ready to rock here uh, after about 20 minutes in that thing. Force healing. Um, Force healing. That's what we we'll say. There you go. Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Laden not even didn't even do it on purpose. Right. Um something I've been really looking forward to seeing in this show and I just I, I don't think we're going to get it. I, I was really hoping for Clone Wars era flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this this would have been the perfect opportunity to do it with both Vader and Obi-Wan in the back to tanks. Just some, especially with how short the episode was too, it was 39 minutes. We could have had, you know, a, a, just a little blurb of some little mission they went on and how it relates to this episode story. And, would have absolutely put this over the edge to, for me to see Obi-Wan, you know, cleaned up, wearing his clone trooper arms and everything, and oh, Anakin, like Hayden Christensen in that garb. You oh. know, you know the fan base would have gone nuts, and I, it's not like it still can't happen. 
Um, but if it isn't, it's just a huge missed opportunity, in my opinion. That would be sweet. Uh, how, however, be so cool. however, what an absolute treat for all of us who have gotten to play Jedi Fallen Order. The set design that we've got to see for the remainder of this episode is simply the most beautiful Imperial facility I think we've ever laid eyes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very incredible. Yeah. It's looking good. And I never played that game. <laughs> You're missing out. Me neither. You're missing out. There's I a, watched my husband there's play a, it. There's a pilot <laughs> who's got a thing for Yaddle, and that just makes the whole makes oh, the whole wow. game right there. Right yeah. there. Um, so, yeah. As as we get into the Fortress Inquisitorius, um, just kind of more, more thoughts from you guys on what you thought of everything there, there on. Tala must have max level charisma because she just like sweet talks her way right through the gate. <laughs> just walks in, yeah. Like yeah. she just oh, it, she it almost seemed like it almost seemed. I mean, I don't want to make this claim, but it almost seemed like she was using like a mind trick on that dude because this dude like comes over like all you know like authoritatively, and and she's just like, "I'm your commanding officer. You will refer to me as sir." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yes sir, totally." That just seemed kind of yeah. weird to me, but mm. I don't know. I, I doubt I didn't she hate was it. doing a mind trick because later on she does not do a mind trick. She does a <laughs> squeeze the neck trick. A, she does a <laughs> fist trick. There you go. Yeah. Sure. You but go. it just it, it seemed a, a, yeah. a little out of place. It I mean, I don't hate a little, I don't hate I felt, some deception, but it just felt weird. I also think that like yeah. it shows how maybe the Empire isn't all buttoned up and perfect as they would like to think that bureaucracy is still bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do your job well, you're kind of just ended right there. So there's a lot of right. stress yeah. to not it's, upset It's kind of showing how you. like that, that show of strength kind of just rules how the mm-hmm. empire does. Yep. And yeah. Also, Actually, I, I did. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Where are we having? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I I will say the I felt like part of that entire interaction, and then during other parts in this episode as well, it felt like the writing was a, just off to me. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I did any of you pick up on that? Yeah, I'll be I'll be straight with you. the The first time I watched this, I was kind of bored. Um, and. and I think maybe it just comes down to the fact that there's no, there's no real stakes to this. Like, right. I know Obi-Wan's going to get Leia. I know he's going to get away. I know nothing's going to happen to Vader. And I know at the end of the day, Reva is irrelevant. I mean, obviously Mm. I'm trying to ignore those things and enjoy the show, but on my first, first watch through, there just wasn't anything that jumped out at me as like, Yes, this is great. It, honestly, it's. I think it's my least favorite episode so far. Not that I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it, just it, right. it just didn't do as much for me, which is a shame because, again, I think it's the best looking episode we've had so far. The, the atmosphere and the setting in this episode was fantastic. Absolutely yeah, phenomenal. I loved that so much. It just it, it, I don't know. I guess, it just seemed predictable. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it seemed a little off, and it was just short. And I think that's yeah. probably why the shortness killed it, me. Yeah, there a- after coming couple... off of watching hour and a half episodes of Stranger Things, the the shortness killed me. <laughs> yeah, 
Apples and oranges, apples and oranges. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of things of just small things that I kind of picked up on that like really had nothing to do with the set or overall feeling, but I really liked how Tala had basically told Obi-Wan, like, if you care about her, get your head out of your butt. Like, right. mm. quit being You're scared. you have to, yeah. 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 Like, face it. Um, and It's super interesting to see his growth there, too. He went two episodes, like, it, what, 48 hours tops into being, like, find somebody else don't care can't do it to like mm-hmm. yeah i need to go to i need to go to vader vader's mega fortress and break her out like yeah he's he's yeah. definitely turned a corner here by by a long long stretch and then yeah. i think the other little thing that i picked up on that really doesn't mean anything i just thought it was really neat is when reva was um interrogating leia she had the Jedi path or the Jedi Academy, sorry, on that plank of wood. Mm. And at first I was like, oh. And I'm like, oh, because if you look at it, it's like all splintered. So when she touched that in the previous episode, you knew that there was some emotional bond there. Um, And so I think she like, based on what the wood looked like, I imagine her to use the force to pull it out. And I imagine that to just like have some rage attached to it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, it's really small, small, minute detail, yeah. but I that's just a thought good it was point, though. Yeah. pretty interesting. And, and in that yeah, scene, cool. when she's talking to Leia, Reva mentions, you know, I'm going to take everything from you. Like they took from me. She, mm-hmm. we get a little mm-hmm. more glimpse into whatever's driving her or giving her this motivation yeah. to hunt down Obi-Wan. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we can well, we can speculate that it's the the Jedi Order is the the they, and you know obviously everything is you know, maybe she was she taken from her her life and her little droid that she talks about to go go be trained like I I don't I don't know it's but it I, I enjoyed getting a little bit more of that mm-hmm. uh, backstory. What yeah, what I feel yeah. she's telling Leia there is the Jedi Order will like came for her took everything from her and then were not there for her when she needed them yeah meaning like she could have had a normal simple you know happy life with her family but the jedi you know basically ripped that all away and then were gone in her hour of need and so that's what she's trying to relate to leia is all these people who say they have you know They know what's best for you. They will not be there for you when you need them. Mm -hmm. So tell me where they are and we can be done with this. That's, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. She's coming across. Yeah. On the, on the note. Oh, go ahead. Thank you. There was something Mm -hmm. else in the interrogation that I felt was off is like, we've get, we've been given glimpses of Leia being force sensitive by being able to say like, what people are actually saying with their words, like reading between the lines and vocalizing it. How did mm. Reva, an inquisitor, not sense any force uh, attunement? What's it called? Sensitivity in Leia. Right. Sure. That is the uh, latent force power of plot armor. Mm. <laughs> Truly the most powerful force and ability. That. Like for it's me, a, it's a great question. It would have been um, a little bit better of an episode to really like, oh, 
I see you are strong. Right. Let's go. Like type of thing to see Leia in a different kind of danger. Yeah. And especially Mm -hmm. with how much they've been like communicating to us through the episode that like they're coming for any kid that can float rocks. And Mm -hmm. even in this episode, Roken's like, my wife, yeah, he basically tells us she used to be a Jedi mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they she left that life behind, but they found her anyways. Right. And mm-hmm. here we have Reva doing force brain things to Leia and she's like, Oh, you're strong. Good for you. Like mm-hmm. nothing to the machine. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of a big thing for me that I was like, wah wah. Yeah, the only thing I can maybe think of as to why is that maybe you have to like exercise those abilities more to to have them exposed enough for someone to sense them i don't know like right. because you know mm. all these other people that are being hunted have you know developed those skills and, and practiced and, and used them where leia's her her abilities are so raw and un un uh tuned she does she i mean she doesn't even know at this point for life that well and she, maybe it's not Maybe it's not so much the skills, but what the Inquisitor says in the first episode, the Jedi hunt themselves. You know, that kid who was hiding in the bar there didn't have to stop the knife from killing the bartender, but he did. And it was the Jedi doctrine that basically Mm. got him killed because he could Mm. not help himself from saving somebody. But that doesn't answer the question how they can find any kid who can float rocks anywhere in the galaxy. I really do think that was. Yeah, I really do think it comes down to that um, is something that has to be exercised. You know, one's force uh, attunement or a sensitivity or whatever is almost like a muscle. And so if that muscle hasn't been exercised at all, I, at least from what we've seen from Star Wars, it seems like it's mostly undetectable because even in clone wars where we had the arc of the uh the wee little kids that were being hunted down for their force sensitivity it had manifested in some way and even in the original films um like luke and vader weren't even sure or aware that leia could potentially have those capabilities till much much later and it's because she wasn't using them or trained like Luke was. And that would just, I guess, be my best guess because Leia's not aware of it. No one really is, even though that potential is there. It hasn't been tapped into yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, circling mm-hmm. back to to that scene with Sala, Tala, excuse me, breaking into the uh, monitoring station, um, I think what really got her in there was the uh, what the Empire runs on, and that's fear, and her using that yeah. against the officer who is standing there, because everyone mm-hmm. is terrified of the person above them, mm-hmm. and then all trickles down from the Emperor to Vader to the Moffs, the Governors, and, and just all the way down. So her telling him, well, I could tell your commander you didn't let me in, and then you'll you know, probably either get tortured or die, essentially, is what he's thinking. Right. So that's, I mean, Tala, Tala knows the game, and that's how she gets in, I, I think. And Strength I and a weakness. Little, right. I was a little bit curious um, about the badges, because, of course, naturally, anyone that 
doesn't know anything about Star Wars can see, oh, she has four squares. He has three. He has more, She's, she has yeah. more buttons. <laughs> right. But I actually did a little looking and looked at it, and it was interesting. So Tala is would be an R1 captain for the line officers, and that uh, gentleman there is part of the security branch, and he would be just an R1 lieutenant, which, of course, in standard military, is below captain. So, kind of interesting. Um, but they're, that's why his I are all blue. You. Yeah, his are all blue, and she has the red because they're even different branches within the Empire. So that was kind of cool. Continuity. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 a marine. He's uh, he's navy. Something like that. <laughs> Something uh, like that. He's coast guard. Of tiny little details. Uh, tiny little details. When Obi Wan is uh, swimming to get into the facility, he's got one of the little uh, yeah. breathers. It yeah. kind of brought me back to Episode One when yep. he and Qui Gon are swimming with, and they've got those little breathers on it. And I Episode like Three when Order Sixty Six happened, and he got he was on Utapau and got shot down and Tossed landed in the water. That's he right. also That's had it. Yeah. Yeah. Very That's cool. Continuity. It's probably it's probably the same one. Oh, this whole time. my heart. And then he, it was he also, <laughs> at one point when he's hiding and the two stormtroopers are walking around, he did a little like a yes. uh, force push or like a, like Sound. a tink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, it, that reminded me of episode uh, of a new hope um, when he does that on the death star. I feel but, like there are just a couple callbacks there that the, I, the really illusion liked. wizard I play in D and D felt, uh, felt real good about that part. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's the first time a force ability felt very like RPG video game practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it just felt so force practical, sound. yeah. Yeah. Now, who watches this show with subtitles? Is it just me? I do. No, I do. Yeah. Okay. Oh good, we're all we're all getting to be old people. Did you notice that that scene where those stormtroopers are walking through the hallway, they're talking about how uh, this place gives them the creeps, and they're not going to be stationed here much longer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a neat little blurb. Neat that's little great, blurb. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they're like, hopefully we won't be stationed here much longer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's there's stuff like that dialogue that's captioned that you can't really hear when you're watching it. So I I appreciate when they stick that in there. Yeah, it was really funny. I was watching a breakdown, and uh, something that I didn't even realize due to having not watched a lot of the originals with subtitles in a long time, but apparently it's a running thing to have the stormtroopers talking about like the newest model T- of the ship. whatever. Yeah, yeah. the T-200 yep. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and they did that in the episode with Freck. Yeah, and that cracked me up. They're just, it's great. It, I love stuff like that that just makes it feel more real. Like these are guys yeah. just clocked into their nine to five talking about the newest yeah. spaceship you know it's it's as it's as great. important as having the wilhelm scream in every movie yeah <laughs> yep. a lot of yeah. the eu games do that too yeah yep yep mm. they sure do That's um funny. okay here's where it gets fun mm. the tomb mm. yeah man let's talk about the tomb man. i love how the door for the tomb had the red imperial symbol on it like mm, yeah, yeah. This is a restricted area here. So, obviously, he walks into this tomb, if you want to call it that, and sees all of these... All of these Jedi, question mark? Um, mm. 
in some kind of like ambery stasisy type stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the first time we've seen anything like this. It's not nobody's frozen in carbonite. Um, I thought it was really cool it's... how the how the first one they run into uh, is I for, I forget his name the dude that helps Ahsoka in that investigation mission on Coruscant and Clone yeah. Wars. Remember him? Yeah. Yep. He was the um, only one that I really recognized. Yes, yes. He's yeah. the only one that I, I saw right off. But, um, like, it's very clear that they're not they're not just, like, frozen or just, like, put into, like, tombs. Like, they're put on display here. Right. It's almost yeah. like a museum. And very it, creepy. It, these aren't, like, corpses who were tossed into a thing and just, like, put there. Like... They all look like they were surprised, like especially that youngling. Like, yeah, that's one thing I noticed it, too. Yeah, the, these look like individuals who were captured and then put in there. I I don't know that these people were killed, and and I'll go one step further. I don't know if they're dead right now. Mm. I mean, Obi Wan Obi Wan calls it a tomb, but I'm not seeing like obvious you know cuts or burn marks on any of these people especially the youngling like you get real up close to that youngling and he's just like oh my gosh what's just happened to me like master skywalker they have like some like mummification happening though like they're not yeah there's not like a full like some of their cheeks are sunken um the boy one guy was just old well, yeah, but the boy, from my memory, I thought he looked like he was just slightly mummified. Hmm. I do, I do want to, I do want to backtrack. I yeah. said we'd never seen anything like this before. Didn't wasn't it Luminara? Mm-hmm. In yeah, was it was it Rebel? It was Rebels, yep. right? Rebels, it was yep. Rebels where where Kanan Kanan thinks she's alive and goes to the thing and just finds you know it it's the same thing right oh. it's like the corpse frozen in the amber stuff right it it but is she, she's like about that. she's like very dead like yeah you, nose is gone and decayed and, uh-huh yeah was that luminara or mm. barris i don't luminara i just okay. looked I it luminara. up i just okay. looked it up earlier today there you go yeah hmm. oh good for you it, Doing a little research a little nerd <laughs> nerdy nerd it's <laughs> really interesting though like all of them, like, there was a couple of them that, you know, were grown-up individuals, but they didn't look like Jedi. You oh, know, you know what one of them looked like? Hmm. Uh, it, uh, the theory doesn't come from me, but uh, I've seen somebody thought one of them might be a Night Sister. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. With the big oh. robes on and stuff. That, could, they that, are... that one that had the... Yeah. It almost looks like the the warlock outfit from, you know, Moon... Um, with with the with the headpiece on, you know what I'm yep. talking about, yeah. Michael. Oh yeah. yeah, it almost looked like something like that. Um, again, just theorizing. And then there was that that big early dude too. I'm like Eskimo you know, man, not getting <laughs> yeah, Eskimo giant Eskimo man, yeah. man, not getting like super Jedi vibes from these people. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. Clearly, right. clearly they're of some value to the Empire and and the Inquisitors specifically. I I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it of- also lingered on a female that made me wonder if that could have potentially been um, the uh, gentleman's uh, wife. Yeah, mm. yeah, Roken's wife. Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. I, and, and again, she looked she looked surprised. She didn't look like she'd been killed and tossed in there. All, all these people's all eyes them. are open and they're looking at you. Right. It's like it's frightened like, slash surprise. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, obviously, and I, they came into there. contact with Darth Vader and they were pulled into this and they were terrified of him. Yep, yep, yep. No, could I be. don't know. I don't know. That could be. That could be. Um, uh, could be. I had a thought with that. Um, that when a Jedi dies or, you know, Sith, they go back to the Force. Like, their body, like, the Force is all comprised of living matter, right? Mm. Well, we've got... There were some Clone Wars episodes on that. We had the whole cosmic force, living force thing, and and Qui Gon being the first Jedi to learn how to keep his consciousness mm-hmm. intact through the living force. Right, but in general, Jedi and Sith, when they die, they go back to the Force, whether or not they can reparticulate themselves or not. Right, more more or less. I think that's fair. Yeah. So. One of my thoughts was this, like, a way in which the Empire was trying to throw the Force off balance. Ooh, by preventing them from doing so. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Because, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion, despite what Obi-Wan said with it being a tomb, I, I don't think those people are dead. At least not all of them. Mm. Maybe, maybe this is some sort of Inquisitor program and they were given the option to become inquisitors or have this alternative happen or if jordan if you're right and they aren't truly dead maybe it's a oh we'll put them in the amber for a couple years and see if they change their mind you Mm. know or something to that effect i don't know um i I wanted to say honestly the the mystery is my favorite part the the not knowing makes me happy yeah Yeah. um i was gonna say too I thought it was super neat. The feeling and the vibes I got from that whole scene with just the visuals and the music and stuff. Uh, the last thing that made me feel the closest to it was in Clone Wars and uh, the General Grievous arc when Kit Fisto first goes into his lair and you just see all the mm. lightsabers displayed again like trophies. It kind of gave me a similar vibe to this. I just thought that was kind of cool. Right. The whole displaying yeah. things like a trophy, very grievous esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going going back to uh, when a like when a Jedi or a force sensitive person dies, mm-hmm. um, like what happens to their body? Because multiple times we've seen with Obi Wan in A New Hope. With Yoda in uh, Return of the Jedi, and mm-hmm. then um, is that it? Uh, basically, when yep. like basically when they died, they oh, there's Luke and Leia vanished. And sequels. True, true. Mm. That exactly when they died, they like vanished. Their bodies just dematerialized. But then we have people like. Um, when Vader died, his body remained. When Qui Gon died, well, his body remained. Okay, hold on. Now with Vader, there was so much of there was so much of Vader more that machine than man. A dude. Sure. Okay. Then uh, I I'll think point, I think it's very point, possible his flesh did the whole wooshy woosh thing. I'll point straight to Qui Gon. Then his body was burned at the end of yep. the Phantom Menace. Yep. So why didn't his body dematerialize like the rest? So, because he 
did not a hundred percent figure it out. Um, right. We learned quite a bit of. I, th- I think Mortis is where we learned the most about that, if I remember correctly. In yeah, in Clone Wars, where Obi Wan is communicating with it's it's Obi Wan and Qui Gon, right? It's been a while, but telling him about how the well, no shoot. Was, well, yes, Yoda. no, they do talk about it. Well, they they do talk about that stuff, but remember, nobody nobody remembers anything that happens there after the fact. Mm. Um, so Qui Gon's telling Obi Wan about how he basically started figuring out how do you uh, join the Living Force and still retain his consciousness, but he never finishes training, so he can't manifest as an actual Force ghost like we see, you know, everybody else do later on. The only reason he can do it there is because it's a a nexus or a hub in the force and it's strong enough to let him do it right also but in the words of james earl jones it's the circle of life leroy oh it's all connected i feel like my i still i that doesn't track for me i don't get it like clearly Qui-Gon passed on into this living force and mm -hmm. he can communicate back to the living I think partially. Hmm. Right. It, <laughs> what about other Jedi that we didn't see do that? Like they all figured out how to vanish when they died? Nope. nope. No, they're the so... only ones. Qui-Gon was the first. <laughs> and the only ones who've done it since are who he had direct contact with, which was Yoda and Obi-Wan and then Luke and Leia. And that's it. And but his body we've heard the voices of other Jedi. Have we not? Ah, like we've heard, we've we've heard the unique voices of other Jedi since they've died. That we don't know if I guess like Mace Windu. There's a few characters from Clone Wars that are speaking to Rey. What about yeah, yeah, Rey? Mace Windu Windu dead? Is he dead? That's that's another question. That's a different discussion. But again, I go back to why do some of them die and their bodies remain, but others die and their bodies just vanish? So I still don't get that. The the ones whose bodies vanish are the ones that are able to physically manifest as a force ghost and have that form. The ones that don't vanish, we're not exactly sure on how the whole unique consciousness works. I think Qui-Gon was able to achieve it in a way that no other Jedi prior was able to do. The only wrench being the whole Ray thing. I don't know how much they paid attention to the continuity or cared, but we still haven't seen any That's of those it. other That's individuals with physical force ghost manifestations. Only yep. the individuals whose forms have vanished have we seen that. Yep, so I I'm going to say with... With yeah. the exception of the shenanigans in episode in in the sequels, uh, I I think you nailed it. They right. were not paying to the paying attention to the continuity, nor did they care. Um, I don't like it. I don't love it. But I think that's yeah. what happened. Le- Leroy, if you want some more context on that, I encourage you to go back and watch Clone Wars season six, episodes eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Or any viewer too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when it's Yoda goes on his his uh, the, trip. The trippy, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I vaguely trip, remember trip in that. Either sense of the word. <laughs> it was trippy enough that maybe some of that just didn't stick. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Very anyway, good. back yeah. to Kenobi. I don't even remember. Where <laughs> hey, it all were. ties together, baby. It's all Star Wars. Yeah. In, that, in, in the tunnel before yeah in the Secret hallway tunnel. before the glass breaks we see obi-wan break out his lightsaber and oh i'm so glad you and and start oh. to uh oh. you know start start to get a little more familiar with a little bit of mojo his, yeah it's yeah. a mojo back i thought it was that little twirl yes little twirl. That's, I, was, I was gonna oh. say i was so excited to see that but yeah um you know he at first when he starts to take fire from the stupid little probe droid and the stormtroopers, you know, at first he's not really deflecting those shots as accurately as he once did. But over yeah. as mm-hmm. the as the battle kind of progresses, he gets a little bit better. And then, yeah, right. after, like like you said, Jordan, after he defeats those two or three at first in, in the hallway, he takes that step back and does his classic just like Jedi Obi Wan like... twirl. And I was yep. like, that's awesome. I love that. That's my boy. Yep. That's my boy right also, there. Also, when Leia's still trapped on the little table and the lights go out in that mm. room and yeah, the two stormtroopers can't see anything, that's yeah. my it's just favorite light. The, the lightsaber ignites and he cuts down the one and then it goes out and then the yeah. other one just has no idea where he is. That, that was, was some fantastic. Ahsoka from yeah. Mando. Yes. Mando yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Does, and and yeah, how perfect is that? Because... Ahsoka learned that from Anakin, and Anakin learned that from Obi Wan. Like, my heart. That's absolutely, absolutely, how that went down. With the lightsaber, is, maybe I'm just the only one, but I feel like the lightsaber are like it's glowing a lot more. Dude, in this I, you nailed series. it. I was, I was gonna mention this. Okay, so he, here's why that is. I feel because they finally have a practical lightsaber that actually glows the way it's supposed to and sheds light in the room like that kind of thing would. I just think up until this point, it's all been edited in digitally Mm. and it just couldn't have the same effect. So now you're actually running through a hallway with a, you know, a blue glow stick and (laughs) it it looks different. And especially like, especially like in the, fight yeah. scene with vader and obi-wan back in the mm-hmm. gravel pit mm-hmm. um and oh. you get just saw that purple and it's yeah, just so love neat. That. but it is it i'm with you it is a little jarring from what we've seen in the past because I, I, yeah i just think with how movie magic has finally caught up and started to look more realistic we it does look different mm-hmm. i love yeah it. Um, you too. mentioned the purples, and I was also going to bring it up yet again. I love with all the blaster fire in this episode being red. There's like a split second frame when he deflects the bullets, where again it's that purple color, which is just oh, an mm-hmm. excellent mm-hmm. touch with the red. And mm-hmm. you, Simeon, you mentioned about his um, him kind of warming up as the battle went, and I was, I was grinning like an idiot because the first few bullets that he does deflect he's just like louisville slugger smacking the bullets (laughs) and it it made me laugh because it looked so like untrained and robust and then he kind of is getting back into it and he's doing his kind of finesse little twists to deflect them exactly where he wants them to go and Mm -hmm. it was just a really cool like storytelling where he may still be an incredibly skilled fighter but like with anything 
if you don't use it, you lose it, you know? And so seeing yeah. him like start to remember was so I've, rewarding. I feel like we're, we're, we're kind of watching him realize, Oh yeah, I do still have it. And I'm he's a like, beast. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of falling back into how he used to do mm-hmm. things. I've, I've loved how we've watched that go. So here's, I saw a picture the other day that just, and I don't, I don't have it to post in here and show you guys. I was looking for it, but I saw a still from Vader's hallway scene, Luke's hallway scene, and now Obi-Wan's hallway scene. And it was just one of the most beautiful things oh. I've ever laid eyes on. That's you what I dream the, about the, at night. The <laughs> glowing red, the glowing blue, and the glowing green all just kind of stacked oh. on top of each other. I'm like, I'm this close to finding the stills and making them like my monitor backgrounds. It's just so cool. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Here's the holding out that we Very get in cool. Ahsoka hallway so we can get the white in there too. Oh, the man. white. But if we get so, a whole Ahsoka show, you know there's going to be a hallway. Let's there's go. Got there's got to be, be a hallway. There's got to be a hallway scene. <laughs> yeah. um, so backtracking time-wise in the episode a little bit where Leia's on the table and about to be... I just thought yeah. that the character, mm. de- the back character development that they've created for Leia has been really, really good. Spot on. Because when part of the show, because when she like is facing down the little needle droid, <laughs> she's like yeah. not really scared until it's real close, and I feel like that yeah. would just like is completely mimicking her nine years prior. Yeah. Like, well, Vivian Lyra Blair yeah, okay, is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. What, what's great. what's the line? What's the line from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? I've only known oh. this little little girl for a day, but if anything happens to you, I will, I will kill every last one of you. Yeah, right. so, so, something in something that like regard. that. Yeah, sure. Also, <laughs> but yeah, she's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love the backtracking even further in the episode to where <laughs> Reva is interrogating her in the room and she's like, Are we having a staring contest? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. That was great. Very yes. sassy. She's well, so and the manipulation that she tries to do, she's like, Okay, but I can I'll call my you. father, right? You said my we're dad. all right. on the same time. <laughs> same team. That was yeah. so smart. She's yeah. like, Nice try. <laughs> I, I love the effort though, right? Like, you're probably not going to manipulator outsmart an inquisitor but right i, I love that Might she's well so confident it. in it to, to try it yeah 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 here she here's here's one i one thing i caught in that whole torture sequence or whatever mm-hmm. so right when reva goes back in there and is like ready to to flip the switch to turn the paint on do you guys notice her hesitation she has her finger on that button and she she's thinking about it and she never presses that button before the alarm goes off I think mm. she was bluffing the whole time. I don't think she was going to do it. Mm. Well, it's the senator's daughter, mm. ultimately. Like, mm-hmm. she'd but have. True. No one knows where she is, though. Right. Would... I feel like Reva was yeah. starting to see herself in Leia a little bit, and that was making her yes. rethink mm. things. Mm. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right, I think. Yep. 100%. But even I though like she that. couldn't sense any force. Stuff in unless Leia. unless she I, did and maybe I that's something that she's she, keeping. I yeah, I still wonder if she might have like mm. when she tried to pry open her mind. She 
clearly felt that Leia resisted it. And like it would take a a force sensitive person to do that. Or she could be a Toydarian. Mind tricks yeah. don't yeah. work on her only mind. <laughs> that. That's that's what I was actually gonna say. Is like it's not necessarily an end all be all ability, but we don't right, also have it, it very clearly. To it. Yeah. I just, I, mean, I just feel for an inquisitor, I'm gonna say it again, to be interrogating a force sensitive child whom we all know is force sensitive, and to have nothing come of that is a want wah. It has to be that way, though. Leia doesn't realize she's Force-sensitive until frickin' Return of the Jedi when Luke tells her she is. She's like, oh, yeah, I know. I guess I always knew. Like, and now I can just right there. space. It was, oh, man. We no. We can't um, reference the space float every episode. It was, we can't. It was, we can. Well, we have so far. It's, it's canon. All two it's, episodes. It's been it's been there right under the surface that entire time. So you I just have to yeah, make it part of it. Just how it has to be. So how like could it I not get that, but noticed? like Jordan, like you were saying, like you know nothing's gonna happen to Leia. You know nothing's gonna happen to Obi Wan. Blah 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 blah. I get that, and that's why I'm thinking like from an audience standpoint, it would have been really cool. To have something with Reva recognize that she was force sensitive and put Leia in a different kind of danger, right. even if nothing ever came of it. But then all we know is that Reva and everybody she communicates with that has to die so that information or, is not passed along. Or she one, just doesn't communicate point, it to Vader. I, yeah. Oh, I, that's, I really that's not see. the character I've been watching. Well, I don't know. I feel like the character we're watching might not be cut and dry, like just needs to impress Vader, just needs to be the best oh, I agree. can be for Vader. I think I, I think she I wants like to be as good as Vader. And mm. I could see a character like that hiding something from Vader for sure. She's hid stuff one, from the other Inquisitors, so one oh. thing that's interesting yeah. with these individuals is you you notice all of the actual Sith we get through the prequels have all had the eyes. Um, Darth Maul had the eyes. Mm. Vader had the eyes at the end of episode three. He has the eyes in this episode in the back to tank. Yeah. Um, the the Inquis- Inquisitors, um, not in just name only, I think, are not Sith. There's something that they have not tapped into that mm. Vader and Palpatine and other actual Sith dark side mm. users has. Yeah. Um there's there's definitely something missing there. Mm. She's bad, yeah. but she's not bad. Right, <laughs> right. Right. It's interesting. Um I also wanted to point out a detail I noticed. I think we had all commented on it. I don't remember what the first episode we saw it was, but the uh the big table, the grand table where all the inquisitors uh, meet and are around yep. all the edges of the room have all those lightsabers on display and I think we made note of that a little more ominous now knowing where a lot of the owners of those lightsabers are probably which is entombed mm. just beneath kind of interesting hmm. I don't know uh, if I you think they're doing the something do you think they're doing something similar with those entombed Jedi or prisoners, whatever, as what Yoda's doing for why he's on Dagobah. Like, obviously, there's more 
life in an ocean environment than there is pretty much anywhere else. By hiding them below the surface like that and having all of that oceanic life around them, do you think... I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that's shielding them from being detected by anyone who's force sensitive, which I like that would yeah. lend credence to my theory that the people in those tombs are not necessarily dead. Well, but then that <clears throat> doesn't go with the Jedi hunt themselves. It still can because they're talking and about and also like Reva using Leia as bait. Like, why wouldn't and and in Rebels using the old master, the other master as bait, like, why wouldn't you just use him as bait? Hmm. Well, and I, I think they probably do use them as mm-hmm. bait. They use Luminara as bait and rebels to, to yeah. flesh out Kanan. But, but that I think is on a case by case. I, that's kind of like where their collection is. And they don't want anybody to know that the collections there, they'll mm-hmm. take one or two or three out at a time and go do their thing, but they don't want anybody to know right. There's where they keep all of hmm. them. Right. Under, really, water, mm. under the water theory is interesting it to is me. Really, I like that. That is cool. Really, that yes. may be the simplest answer to the whole tomb thing is maybe this is just they intend to use them like they did Luminara. Like it really could be that simple, using them as as bait even though they may like wholeheartedly be dead. Maybe these are Jedi that were so well hidden that a lot of the world might still think they're alive and they're going to utilize them as such. I feel like that it could be, but just the way Obi-Wan responds to it, it does not like, wouldn't you expect someone like him would be able to sense that these people were alive? No, I'm saying he, that they're super did dead. Not, okay. Just well, like I'm Luminara. pointing toward the right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like if, if they were alive, I feel like Obi-Wan would be able to sense that all of these people, like there's several dozen of them, like wouldn't he feel the need to maybe release them if they were alive? All of this stuff, like wouldn't he be able to sense that? Yeah, I think making them not dead kind of pulls away from what is trying to be conveyed, which is this sad, menacing tomb that they're displaying like trophies. And, Basically. and the way they're displayed, it's almost like taxidermied animals in a museum. Oh, like, yeah. like it, it oh. feels like they're actually on display. Oh, maybe that's what it is. That makes it worse. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it? If, if they're Absolutely. dead and they're basically taxidermy Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the whole purpose of this oh, place maybe is you're to right. be like, like the lightsabers in that the room with the the big round table and i didn't even actually notice that before um but i think it's all just like trophies and displays of what they've been able to do as inquisitors yeah like maybe if their torture torture methods don't work they just take them for a walk through that hallway and see how people fare. Look at the flowers. Uh, Yikes. Oh, boy. Boy. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Well, those dead ain't walking anymore. Um, Okay, so we get to where they try to break out of the facility, and, boy, you just love that everyone else is too busy to notice the the girl in the red slippers and the trench coat. The (laughs) four-legged officer, yeah. They're all very distracted by the alarms, yes. Mm. Yeah, which, to be fair, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not something you expect to look for, so I'm I'm all for it. Um, 
But, but then, when yeah, the alarm is the... going and you're at a base, like your awareness is the completely opposite. <laughs> the awareness should be else. the awareness should be heightened. I would think. Well, these are know. Imperials we're talking but, about. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's hard to see in those stormtrooper helmets, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why they're aimed so bad. Fun fact. And that's why they bonk their heads on doors and stuff. And, oh yeah. yeah. So we get to the point where. <laughs> Uh, Obi Wan, Tala, and Leia should be SOL, and then the T forty sevens. Help me out. Is that right? Uh, I actually don't know. I, don't I always called them snow speeders because they, we saw right. them in the yeah. snow and they're speeders. I don't know the technical name. <laughs> I think the guy, um, one of the smugglers, one of the pilots, talked about T forty, or maybe it was Obi Wan. Said you, it was you had T forty sevens. That's right. I just got up and look at my Ultimate Collector Series Lego set, and it is oh, very much yeah. so a T forty seven airspeeder. Yeah. So, okay. So so that lends <laughs> that that's just a really cool part of the connectivity. One of one of the things that actually works for the lore here, instead of the multiple gaping plot holes we pointed out, is remember in episode five where he they tell him Han he can't go out and yeah. get any of those yet because they haven't finished the modifications for the cold. Like yeah. the, so these are stock T forty seven, so this is what they're designed to do. They're in atmospheric repulsor based yeah. uh little, air little fighters or, or air speeders or whatever you have. Yep. And uh, that that was just a neat neat fun fact there yeah. I thought. And I, I now, loved seeing them again for sure. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. The the only thing that took me out of it a little bit was having the one fly in and just kind of like hover there, and you only see the front of it, well, and I it's it's like you could see, somebody is like holding it with their fingers in the back <laughs> and just like wiggling it around a little bit. But like, they are it, like speeders. It's somebody's great like, play place. It's I don't know. That's the thing. Like it could float in in place like that because again they are speeders. They're not like ships, and I think that's kind of interesting but yeah um, it's, i'm not gonna let it ruin the entire episode for me it just felt weird that the other part of that scene that kind of took me out of it too was reva deflecting the blaster bolts from that thing so i i guess just in my in my head cannon depending on which type of gun is shooting at you like those little laser bolts have weight to them i feel right mm. Because it's not it's not a laser, it's like a plasma burst or, or something, if you want to call it that. So like if you're standing in front of somebody with a you know, a blaster pistol, you can deflect those pretty well and, and move them off because they're not very heavy. But when you mm -hmm. have like a ship shooting at you, like I rewatched the scene because somebody made a gif of it and she's just like twirly, 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 twirl. There's no impact whatsoever. And I feel like each of those should be like uh, each one she catched should almost be like knocking her backwards. Louisville Slugger. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there was just some immersion that I I felt missed out on there. I also mm -hmm. thought it was weird how three people magically fit into the back of one of those speeders. They must be pretty big. Because they, they're. I mean, in Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back, they're not like there's room for one. Uh, there's like a co right. Yeah, one back. gunner seat. You know. Mm -hmm. Right. But. Well, they're just the modified Min minor you know. complaint. It's, maybe it's they like had a... to take up more space for the modifying for the cold. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. I'll buy that. I guess. Maybe. They also well, don't and... have the harpoon gun attachment. It appears so True. that would probably oh. yield some extra space. For and I suppose if too. they're kind of smuggling, extra space is probably handy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I thought I thought for half a second when they got back on that ship that it was the ghost. I was mm. like, no way. They're like, no, nope, oh, no, nope, yeah. just totally, totally incorrect there. Glad it wasn't. Don't, don't need that yet. Mm-hmm. But it's coming. It's coming. One, one of the things, I wish we would have got a better look at them, but the stormtroopers in black with the red mm-hmm. like yeah. accents on them. Purge what, troopers. What are, sorry, what are they called? Uh, that would be a purge trooper. Okay, they look oh. fantastic, and they have I love the, them so much. They have the arc trooper like skirt going on yeah. too. Oh. Mm-hmm. So cool. So in um, in Jedi Fallen Order, specifically uh, stationed with the Inquisitors, there is a uh, s- grouping of stormtroopers that do wear the black that have all the red accents on them that are called purge troopers. Um, typically, they carry. Uh, like those little vibro blade, like lightsaber repulsor sticks. You know what I'm sure. talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because they are, their specialty is aiding the um, inquisitors in capturing Jedi. Mm, so okay. that was one of those. It was uh, not quite the des- not quite the design we see in the game, but um, th- this this whole episode was just such an absolute treat for people who played that game. I, I, as a player, have swum into the Fortress Inquisitorius just like Obi-Wan did. I've walked through that hallway where he held back the water, um, and and you do the exact same thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think Vader's chasing you through at some point in there. Mm -hmm. Um, You you go to that exact same torture chamber where they have Leia in. I forgot about that. Anybody who's anybody who's played that game and got to watch this episode was treated to something um, that that really has never happened in Star Wars before. Taking a scene from a game and then making it into the show, as opposed to going the other way around. I mean, the concept art was already there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. So Um, we did we did kind of skip over the uh, the hallway scene. Thoughts on that with the water specifically? Loved it. That it just shows how Obi-Wan is getting his connection back. I mean, I know it is simple in concept, but my man was holding back the ocean there. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's just super cool to see that we're getting these little stepping stones showing his growth, both with his lightsaber skill and his force capabilities. You didn't like it, Kristen? It's not that I didn't like it. It's that like 15 seconds before he wasn't even deflecting very well and caused it. It's like riding a bike. No, yeah. like an episode <laughs> before he could barely save Leia. Not two two episodes. And he's coming a long way since. Yeah. And in that same episode, Tal is like, "Hey, get your head out of your butt if you really care for this little girl that you're trying to save." And he, yeah. And he did. Yeah. I mean, I know I he think... did, but I think that. But like old Obi Wan could have held back that with one arm, and force pushed all of those stormtroopers with the other. Mm, I don't know. I think I don't stand by it. it. Here's I can't believe I'm gonna say this. It seemed unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) I think here's what I think that that is. They it's been talked about a lot that for the Jedi, the greatest hindrance to their capabilities is fear. And a big part of one's capabilities is their self-belief. And I think we're seeing 
Obi-Wan where I think there were hints in the first like first and second uh, episodes where he was almost fearful that he was going to try to use the force and not be able to. Oh, it felt like absolutely. And yeah, that he sure. wasn't sure he was even there. And now we're seeing yeah. him start to believe more and more and have something that he actually cares about in Leia. And as his belief is coming back, we see his capabilities just exponentially increasing back to where they were at one point. And not just what he can do, but you know, in it was a, I think it was the part two where like you alluded to it where he's not sure he can use the force in, in some of these ways in the tunnel yeah. when when Leia's like uh the glass or, or whatever he just mm-hmm. immediately like he doesn't really have to think about it he's he doesn't second yeah. guess it's just it's just second nature like yeah a quick reaction all right I gotta use the force to patch that hole it, yeah it where he was s- even debating on catching her not sure if he was yep. able to when he right. first used yeah. the force and she there. fell. Right. It's a good point. And and now I don't he know. Just... I think that's why, I don't know. That's that's fair. I just, <laughs> nah. My <laughs> other, my other issue, my other issue was after he collapses the water in on, you know, the stormtroopers and the doors close, there's the phrase, that's not going to hold for long. And then you have this ominous, um, frame of the water seeping through the door mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nothing happens. <laughs> we, we don't know that. Well, oh, yes, like, it does. Yes, it does. No, hold on. Because what is it? Fifth brother. Um, his whole thing at the end was like, the whole fortress was almost destroyed. Like, blah, blah, blah. like that's, that's where that's the uh, callback to that moment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that could be. Okay. But for such an ominous, frame like to spend you know 0.5 seconds or whatever it is on that you gotta do something more i think that goes i don't know who said it um said that the the writing was just a bit off on this one Mm. right maybe that's it felt like incomplete like they never fully finished a thought yeah hopefully in the next part we see scenes from the fortress and we just see like Huge gaggles of stormtroopers with buckets, just, <laughs> just throwing ah, it out, mopping up. I guess we're yeah, staying here a bit bait. longer. Just like buckets <laughs> out on the, off the side. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know it. if any of you guys have seen Star Trek Lower Decks, but we we need a version yeah. of that for Star, Star Wars, Wars yes. Lower Decks. That'd oh be my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Show me that the is... Imperial janitors, please. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. a show I recommend to anybody who likes Star Trek at all. It's fantastic. To check it out. Um, to check it out. Mm. Okay. I'm tricky, not you. Well, we. Um, I guess uh, let's get final thoughts from everybody, and we'll move on to predictions. I like this episode. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's my favorite, but. Um, I liked it. I thought the the highlights for me was Obi Wan's lightsaber twirl, um, mm-hmm. and the I thought the interrogation scene with this kind of manipulation duel with Reva and Leia was also really good. Those are the two highlights mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I for me, I definitely enjoyed this episode, especially all the references and payouts and stuff that we got. Mostly, like Jordan had said, to fall in order. But um, I do think this was, at least thus far, my 
least favorite or I felt it was the weakest of the episodes. But I think mm-hmm. the only reason that is and what is probably potentially going to be a reoccurring issue just with the series as a whole is the fact that we know Obi-Wan and Leia will be fine and it takes away from the stakes of what might happen to them because the the threat of any heist style thing is that oh what if they get caught and like Jordan had somewhat said the whole time I'm like yeah I know one way or another they get out and that kind of undermines a lot of what the the storytelling can do at that point Um, it just has to be more so much important has to be placed on the how right how has to matter yeah right like I I felt more so through it I was like well yeah something could happen to the other people or things like that but knowing that Obi-Wan and Leia would ultimately escape I was more concerned for Reva than anything and what Vader might do to her Mm. so how about that little how about that little Leia handhold right there at the end she just just puts her little little pudgy girl hand right on him (laughs) and he's like oh my little baby girl Mm. Um, my prediction is that by the end of uh, this series we're going to see how the resistance starts Mm. like Mm. rebellion rebellion yeah Um, Yeah. because so there's been some things leading up to it such as the path and Tala but um, Junior Cube I forgot his name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Little like, cube. Little cube. Sorry. Little ice ice pebble. Little wow. <laughs> That's messed uh, up. Sorry. O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is Roken. Well, but. okay, Roken. Um he goes in saying, We're not fighters. We're not warriors. Mm. We're not Oh yeah. And then at yeah, the end, yeah. Tala almost hard heartedly is like, Guess yeah. you are now. Yes, which, right. what's the exact line? Guess your soldiers after all. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of yeah. feel like. That's a good line. And then also like Leia being kidnapped by like a, a senator's daughter being kidnapped and. Like, oh, the senator's daughter. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. like and what nearly her father, tortured. what her father is probably going to do behind the scenes that we know will happen. But I think yeah. we're going to be able to see how it starts i guess and yeah. how it like okay. buds into a full-flown rebellion and how Absolutely. rewarding would it be like, to have obi-wan be one of the key players in that where we would have mm-hmm. never thought that from the original trilogy he's just the old man sitting on tatooine protecting luke man i don't know i don't know i I think I think this is going to be a one and done for Obi Wan. I think he's going to be completely disconnected for, with the rebellion from here on out. I, I he just his his thing is protect the kids. Like that's what he does. And it took so mm-hmm. much to even get him off planet to to go after Leia because yeah, he was watching but, Luke. I I I don't think so. But he already inspired individuals to the point that someone lost their life getting Leia back. Yeah. So even if he doesn't think, do anything further, there is something he's already set into right. motion. Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think 
I think we are definitely with the path and with these characters we're seeing helping people that aren't with the empire. I think we're definitely seeing the beginnings of the rebellion and we're going to see, I think we're going to see more of that with um, the other show that's going to be coming out. I forget the name. Andor. Andor. I think we're going to see even more of that, like more uh, things that we're seeing here kind of blossom into actual rebellion in that show. And we're going to have, probably bail organa involved in that as well because yep. we see him in rogue one like, yes. way mm-hmm. on further when the rebellion is in full force um so mm. yeah I, I think that's kind of my prediction is we've got two more episodes here where i i could definitely see obi-wan and the things he's doing here to protect leia and to protect her against the empire mm. could absolutely stoke the embers of a rebellion in these next couple episodes and i i I hope that's what they're gonna do with it um i kind of hope and if they are i'm very i'm very excited for that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. cool love it i also think it's essentially like poking the hornet's nest right like Mm -hmm. the organa's probably uh, obviously they lead the charge in the rebellion you know moving forward up through episode four where they are blown up but they you know they, they probably were just fine yeah right uh 45 year old spoilers my bad uh they probably are pretty good to just kind of you know exist at this point or but do the best to- they can as yeah. politicians and all of that i mm-hmm. i think yep. absolutely this what's happening is like oh we need to actively fight this yep. empire thing yeah yep. for sure so anyways that's my prediction nice yeah good. i love it it's good, good. I, and that'll I, that that works great because that our the next thing we get to watch is and or not yeah. i will yeah. also say i really like how in a new hope the help us obi help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope it really brings on a new life with this backstory of leia mm. Mm. like yeah because previously cool. i'm like you you know him how right. like i'm so right. by name maybe i'm waiting for all the one time yeah I'm waiting for I, all the youtube edits where we see that scene from episode four and see the older obi-wan having the flashbacks to stuff that happened in this episode mm. well, yeah like they did with yeah. Rex I just, Seth and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think they've done a great job of leia's character because yep. honestly, sure. Luke's is super simple. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted There's, to go to Tashi yeah. Station and pick up some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> waste time with your friends when you die. Uh, yeah. Any I, other predictions? Yeah, I I think this is obviously like a duh, but I think we're going to get a lot more centering around Reva and specifically mm-hmm. how she's connected with Obi-Wan. And I think in some way or somehow that's also going to loop uh, Anakin specifically in there somehow, too. I don't know how all those pieces fit together, but that that trio is going to have something that There's something there. is connected. What if, yeah. what if, and this would blow my mind, what if we go back to the Order 66 moment mm-hmm. and we see... Like Riva run into, let's say we see her run to the room where Anakin slaughtered all the younglings, and mm. he's there and turns around and just mm. like reaches oh. for her. Oh. If we, dude, if we get dude. Anakin outside the suit in any form in live action, 
in I need like, it. Order 66. That oh. would just blow my mind. I, I love need it so it. much. 501st so at his side. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh. Like, oh. to the still, my whole mo- favorite moment from this entire series is when Obi Wan sees the ghost of Anakin st- standing in the field. Like, oh, oh it's so good. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. That'd be wild. I, I do my, think it connects somehow because yeah no I was just gonna say because it is very clearly shown in Revenge of the Sith that Obi Wan and Yoda do not arrive to the temple till it's far too late as far as saving mm. any other Jedi yeah. they've all either fled or been yeah. killed already and so I it could be that simple that that's Reva's beef with Obi Wan is that fact but I'm sure there's probably we'll more things going on there. Don't you think she's probably just gaslighted? I feel like it was gaslighted. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's no, a healthy there, amount of that. That plays yeah. in that plays sure. in uh, my theory on I'm, her. I kind of wonder if like her desire is to become a Sith. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I think that could. I. I think her desire is ultimately is ultimately to be free of all of it. I just mm. I I think she's gonna die. I think she dies in this well, series. I think she dies in this season. I don't feel like season. that's real hard to guess. I just think, right. but like, what's her desire in all of this? What's her motive? Right. Yeah. Motive. Her motive yeah. is to kill Obi Wan for letting Vader enslave her. Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think I that is a possibility. It is. <laughs> I. I still. I'm still holding to that. She is trying to replace Vader. Trying to be. A better Sith than him. Rule of Man. two. Rule of Man. two. Yeah. She wants. Know. She wants Vader dead as much as anybody. She just knows she can't kill him. He's he's a god in her eyes, an evil one. I'm with I'm with Leroy we'll on this one, as we'll far see. as that's motivation good. and thoughts. Hey, we don't we don't all come both? here to agree. It's opposing theories. That's what that's the beauty <laughs> of it. I think that Obi Wan, at the at the very end of the series, will learn how to communicate with Qui Gon. Yes. Um, I was hoping yes. to see yes, that in, in the fourth episode, so that like that would help him build towards. I I think probably a for sure second duel with Darth Vader. Um, yeah. But mm, but now that the, has to happen. The episode four or part four is done. We only have two left. I now I'm moving my prediction to be at the very end of the series. I I think so too. I, I think honestly, what we're gonna get, and it's gonna drive me nuts because I want more. But I think what we're going to get is just a little wispy wisp of a little force ghost from like from the back and and Obi-Wan seeing him and just being wide eyed and and shows over. I need a full scene of Obi-Wan and force ghost Qui-Gon Jinn. Full frontal Qui-Gon. Yep. (laughs) Full frontal Qui-Gon. Just covered. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I still hold that that's my hope, that that's the last piece, Obi-Wan. Is it your only hope? (laughs) We got got jokes here. We got jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that's the last bit that Obi-Wan needs before his, his, well, quotations, final confrontation with Vader is that connection with with Qui-Gon. I hope that's how it plays out, but... We will see. And see, I, I, I think with only two episodes left, I, I feel like it'll be at the very end. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be livid if we get an Obi Wan with his eyes closed in the cave and then we hear Obi Wan and then it cuts to black. I'm gonna be. Mad. I agree. It could be. It's I just feel like it's gonna there's hurt. There's a lot more to happen for only two episodes, so there's something's gotta be pushed. I, I love how we don't have anything from the marketing material that shows us anything from here yep. onward. Too like True. wasn't pretty much everything we saw from the first episode. There's a bit of a little bit this from the episode, second one, I think, but. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen anything from Andor or anything, but maybe Obi Wan's story and Leia's story and Luke's story continues just from a different mm. perspective with Andor. There, there is a trailer mm. for Andor, and I, I think it's, I think the whole point of that show is that it's going to focus completely on different people than the stars of the uh, Skywalker saga. Which which is okay. good, which is what that's we want. That's, okay. that's why that's what we love so much about Rogue um, One. Rogue One. I mean, really, we all want more Rogue Can't One. Solo. We said so at the beginning of the episode. That's mm. what this show is, guys. It's Rogue One I'm Two. So ready. It's Rogue I'm excited. Two. Rogue, Rogue Two. Two and three and four, or whatever. <laughs> it's Rogue. It's Rogue Zero Point Five. Mm. Wow. Uh, oh no! Yeah, you're right because it is before yeah. the events True. of yeah, Rogue yeah. Theta. Yeah. This whole timeline upsets me. <laughs> 20 years from now, we can go back and watch this all in order. But the whole, this happens before that, but that happens after this. But this is in the middle, and this is at the end. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And this is, and this a lot is the of old, that. This is the old Republic, and this is the High Republic, and it's just... The timeline is messy. Yeah. It's like so, the MCU you know all over again. You know how people are like, this is the order in which you watch the Star Wars movies. Yeah, we're gonna have like it's complicated. A PDF file of, like, <laughs> pulls out binder. This is <laughs> yeah. how we do it. There's more for us to talk about, and I'm just excited for everything we have going forward. No shortage of Star Wars to discuss here in the future. I think with that, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Appreciate you all for listening. Appreciate your guys' time for coming on and being guests here on the show. Uh, just want to point out uh, to those of you listening, we do have a sister podcast. It's called Boom Looking for This, where a lot of the people you hear on here discuss uh, things in the MCU, the movies, the two TV shows, stuff like that, too. We should have probably an upcoming few episodes on Miss Marvel happening here soon, so make sure to give them a listen. Again, appreciate you all so much for tuning in. As is tradition now, because I've decided so, uh, we're going to close out by all of us making our best Nerf impressions. It's a Star Wars cow, for anybody who doesn't know. We're going to fire those off in three, two, one. Um. Thanks, everybody, and may the Force be with you.